Sure, get back to being debt-free. A little difficult these days if you're into post-secondary education and you don't necessarily have a ton of support systems in gear to help you, sometimes like the bank of mom and dad, or at least just having a place to stay, like staying at home instead of having to pay for, for housing and as well as, as food. Tuition costs are up through the roof. And so if you get through and you get your degree or your diploma or whatever, there are an awful lot of students who say that they are under an almost impossible debt load at the end of it, that they then have to try and deal with. And in fact, there's a new Leger survey out that says that 79% of students believe that education debt is full-on debilitating. Now, so what does that mean? Does that mean that they're hooped for, for a couple of years trying to pay that back? Five years? Ten years? Is it, is it even possible to dig out? How big are some of these loans? What kind of money are we talking about? Uh, you know, the, the poll was done for, for an organization called Embark, and that's who we're going to chat with this morning. They're uh, uh, experts in post-secondary education savings and planning. Savings, you know, you got to save to get there, but you sure hope that you've got enough to, to get you through and not be under a lot of debt. Andrew Lowe is the CEO and president of Embark, and he's joining us this morning. Andrew Lowe, thanks so much for taking some time. Appreciate it. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm, I, to tell you the truth, and maybe it's because I've heard of some of the student debt issues, when I hear 79% of students say it's, it's debilitating, I actually thought it might be higher <laughs> in some ways. I know that is already high. In, in relative terms, is that high? Do you think it might be higher? Is it a pretty much rate down where you would expect? Yeah, that's a great question. In fact, your 79% that you quoted is the national average. So we did a survey uh, of 1,000 students across the country. So 79% was the national average. But in fact, in Alberta, this number is indexing at 86%. So 86% in Alberta state that the amount of debt during school is incredibly debilitating. Um, now, and we, we have what some does numbers. That mean? What does that mean, Andrew? What is debilitating as far as a debt load? Yeah. Um, you know, back in 2022, we have some numbers about the average cost of a university education. And so if you're uh, staying in province and living at home with uh, mom and dad, a university education could cost up to $50,000 uh, for the entire uh, program. But if you're living out of province and you have to live away from home, then it, it, that, that amount could be double, right? And so if you had no savings, you know, you could be potentially borrowing from the bank of mom and dad, like you said, or, um, you know, taking a student loan. And those are the, the figures that they've been dealing with. So as you can see, like that's the cost of a luxury car, right? And it could take, you know, many years to, to, to pay it off. But our mission is to help as many students as possible, you know, get access to post-secondary education. And so, you know, we, we help families save through the mechanism called the RESP, which is the Registered Education Savings Plan. Um, and when you save, we actually help the families get all the government grants that they're eligible for, right, uh, across, the, across the nation. And so the grants represent free money. Um, and when that money gets invested, it grows uh, tax-free, right? So, so let me give you an example. If your child's just born um, and you start saving in the RESPs, um, you, depending on how much you save, you can get up to 20% government grant uh, on top of that. Uh, and then that amount grows for um, 18 years, right, until they're ready to go to university, college, or trade school after high school. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that could be a significant amount of dollars. And so 
we do this survey because we want to educate everyone that these facilities are possible uh, and that you don't have to you know dig a big hole uh, when you get to post-secondary education and it's never too late to, to start this program um, and, and get access to those government grants because every little bit helps as the numbers I quoted you earlier right and so we think people are missing out on free money we know that less than half of eligible Canadians are participating in the RESP program, and so there's a, a lot of money that could be saved uh, to, you know, to make this make this better. I think a lot of people are familiar with RESPs or have heard about them, but I certainly would not have been uh, familiar with the varying grants that can come along with it. So to me, that is all new, in my mind. Yeah, um, and so uh, there is a there is a government grant called the Canada Education Savings Grant, um, and if you save uh, twenty five hundred dollars uh, a year, you can have access to up to twenty percent additional to that. So, like five hundred dollars from from the government to add to your to your savings, and this is on a per child basis. And so, when you start early, that money uh, grows. Um, and uh, over time, and it could be, it's going to represent a significant uh, amount before post-secondary education. Uh, just as you're having a conversation here with me, uh, Andrew Lowe is the uh, CEO and president of Embark. And uh, so I need to know a little bit more about your, your organization. You're owned by a not-for-profit? Yeah, that's correct. That's the Embark Foundation, and we're owned by a, a not-for-profit. That's right. And so, when you go and you help uh, parents and figure out the RESP landscape, when you you figure out all the grants, you say you can help. That does that is it, that come at a cost? Is that a free service? How does that work? Yeah. So. Um our, our service has no enrollment fees, um, and we do have uh, what we call an MER, which is a management expense ratio, mm-hmm. and at Bark, that's 1.65%. So that's a very small number relative to the grants that we help you get. Yeah. Um, and it's just, a, you know, this pays for the, the staff that we have to give advice to families, parents, and students, uh, and to connect to the government to make sure all the grants happen. And we actively... Um, you know, look at, you know, all of our, our clients and see which grants are missing um, and then proactively go back out and say, hey, you know what, there's all these, these grants and a grant could be province specific as well as the national, right? And so, you know, we can have access to that uh, and make sure that the, the parents uh, have the opportunity to decide if they want to you know, top up their contributions to get access to those grants. Yeah, no, no, it makes sense, and it sounds reasonable as well. I just wanted to be upfront to let everyone yeah. know just how this this all worked. So, you know, if yeah. if, if, you, if the parents, you know, have uh, have a forward thought and can look down the road and get involved in this, and like you said, uh, save that money and gather interest over an 18-year period, it can make all the difference in the world and set up kids to, to get rolling. But if that yeah, hasn't absolutely. happened, are there any options? Like, what do you tell, do you have clients, or are there any other options? in the the now if if the parents haven't done this in the first place yeah and I think um, you know I can speak from personal experience um, uh, you know when I when I went to university uh, I picked co-op programs right a co-op programs will let you um, you know work uh, get paid while studying at the same time and a lot of those a lot of times you can work with without being in school and then when you're in school you're just focused on academics and one of the things about this study is that when students have to go into debt and when when they have to pay and borrow money and it becomes debilitating it affects their academic performance so when i did the co-op program you know i uh you know i took four months and i just worked and there was no studies in the work and you get credit and then you know after um 
uh, when the next the next semester you go back to school and you don't work and all you do is focus on studies, right? And so you know that's that's one way that you know I've I've helped pay for uh, you know school and of course I had bank of mom and dad as well. Yeah, and then don't forget, just look for every scholarship, every grant, everything you can take advantage of uh, to try and 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 help out because there's a lot out there that people yeah. are not aware of. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, and and Bark, we're looking to bring more of those types of programs in the future uh, to help students fi- find those opportunities in addition to the RESP. A couple other notes out of the survey before I let you go. Uh, on average, students when they take on debt figure they're going to graduate with about twenty six thousand dollars of debt. So the actual number is much higher. That's what they think, but it's actually much higher. I mean, it has a potential. I mean, this is what our survey says, but it potentially ha- can be much higher because. Uh, our 2022 numbers show that, uh, you know, uh, education without having to go to residence or dorm mm-hmm. out of province uh, could be, for university, could be up to $50,000, right? And so it could be more. Um, but luckily, that can mean the average from our survey comes in lower, which means there's some savings happening. Uh, and here's the other one, and I'm not sure what else to, to say about it because it's fairly obvious that nearly one in three students consider dropping out of school because of money. That That, that would be... You know, tragic for an awful lot of uh, awful lot of young people. That's a sobering stat, too. That's right. And I could say um, the national average uh, for students in believing in that a post-secondary education is valuable and that can put them on a better life trajectory is 88%. But in Alberta, that figure is 92%. So, 92% of the students we surveyed from Alberta believe that a post-secondary education uh, is important and it's important for getting a better life coming out of school. Yeah. Andrew Lowe, thanks for your time this morning. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you for your time. Have a great long weekend. Bye. Uh, Andrew Lowe is CEO and president of Embark. Do you have kids going through school, big student loan? Do you encourage them to stay home instead of going elsewhere in the country? Because it's a heck of a lot cheaper. Love to hear from you, 780-496-0063.